little break for me you know had to let everything settle after the Eagles won the Super Bowl which god that was awful I mean just as a giant fan you just see this and you're like what on earth what is this is this a, is this a bizarro world like in Seinfeld the Eagles win the Super Bowl never thought I'd see it honestly but hey hats off to them they really they played well and they beat Brady but hey Better news than that, our player props all hit. Hey, we're doing big things out here. And I, I tell all my friends that when they're like, you know, what do you talk about, Hope? And I'm just like, yo, we talk about everything. But, you know, we're trying to win people money. We're, we're giving you free bets. We're winning money. We're doing everything we can. Now we're going into, you know, not even the off season, but just more of a sports talk. We'll do some betting and stuff for college basketball over the weekend and everything. But we're going to, you know, this next few weeks, we're going to talk about a lot of baseball, talk about the Yankees, talk about the Mets, you know, just everything in general like that. But NBA trade deadline, that was big. I mean, we saw some really big things. We got the Cavs, who got a lot better, as we've seen these past two games, beating OKC, beating the Celtics. Cavs got a lot better. I'm not going to lie. I was not a believer in the Cavs before. These trades, I was like, they're going to lose to the Celtics, even the Raptors. But now, you, they, you got you got to say they're the favorite again. Even this from two games, you got to say they're the favorite. Now, even though uh, Toronto is in first place, uh, and they're probably going, they're going to the Cavs aren't going to get first place more than likely. So the it's going to go between the Raptors and the Celtics. So if you, you want that one seed badly, so that way you can avoid Cleveland until a conference final matchup. So say the Celtics get it, the Raptors, Cavs will play, one of them will knock each other off, vice versa. So, But the Cavs, let's start with, they got Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is a great, great pickup for them. Just honestly, like a J.R. Smith who plays very good defense. And hey, it, if you're going to want to beat the Warriors, you're going to need shooting and you're going to need defense. And they really did a great job with that. You know, the Cavs also got George Hill. Another guy, a veteran guy, point guard. They had to get rid of Isaiah Thomas, and that was big. Getting rid of Isaiah Thomas was absolutely ginormous. Have to do it. And you know what? The Lakers made off well, too. The Lakers are getting an Isaiah Thomas who maybe can find his mojo again. And, you know, he's probably going to need the hip surgery, so you never know. And you're getting a first-round pick. And granted, it's going to be 28, whatever, around there. But, hey, you got rid of Jordan Clarkson's contract. You got room for two maxes now, and everyone's saying that it's going to be LeBron and Paul George there next season. And we'll see. It could be. Or the year after, it could be Kawhi or a Clay Thompson. So, you know, the, the, the worst part about um, having the studio in my house is that uh, my mom can just come in and, you know, say, ah, take out the garbage. So, yeah, we got a, we got a little sidetracked there. Thanks, Mom, for telling me to take out the garbage. Um, yeah, but... You know the Cavs really did a great job, and this is this is their only chance to win a championship. They had to do something to this me measure. They had to do something. If they didn't, they were screwed. And you know they they probably still are screwed. I mean, you got to give them maybe a 
honestly like a 15%, 20% chance of winning a championship. And that's kind of high, to be honest. But the only way you're going to beat the Warriors is if you did something like this. Because LeBron's gone. Let's be real. LeBron hates Dan Gilbert. He's gone. No doubt he's leaving. So the Cavs had to rebuild after this. So they said, we're going to go balls deep and try and get it. But they, the moves they made were very good. And the Knicks, the Knicks made a good move. I like Moutier. I like getting Moutier. I don't like getting rid of Big Willie, but it is, that is what it is. But getting Moutier was nice. It was a good move, and, you know, it's a lottery pick, and you never know. You never, you really don't. You never know. And change of scenery could do him a lot of good because coming out of high school, he had a lot of, a lot of promise. He just can't shoot well, but, hey, maybe you can teach him how to shoot. Who knows? But the big news... Porzingis, torn ACL, gotta feel bad for the guy. I mean, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to be an asshole when I say this, but I said this before, and I'm not, I, I, I didn't want him to get hurt. I didn't. I love Porzingis. I think he's a great player, but he's just, these guys that are like 7'2, 7'3, and above are just, they don't stay healthy. Yao Ming, guys like that, they just don't stay healthy. And it sucks. So, Porzingis is going to have to come back from this. And, you know, maybe he's not like a big speed guy or anything, you know. So, maybe he can come back and, you know, be okay, be fine. But now you're going to not have him for not even just the start of next season. But you're not going to have him until after the All-Star break of next season. So, this team's screwed. And as a Knicks fan, you just really have to just... You got to just think, what? when is this team ever going to get a break? And it's not coming anytime soon. It's not coming anytime soon. But maybe in a little, you know, maybe in two years or so. I think two years is a good, a good spot where this team can be very good. And I'll give you some reasons. So you got KP coming back from the injury next year. Hopefully he comes back stronger. He says he wants to, he thinks he's going to come back stronger. So, hey, that's being optimistic, I know. But you never know. Maybe he can because he's going to be older. His body's going to be more manly, going to get more man strength. And, you know, he's just, he's a hard worker. He does work hard. He's a good guy. And, you know, I want him to be a Nick. My whole point with that was, with the trade, was that you want to basically get anything that's really a bet more than what his value truly is. So, like, you got a Kevin Love in a, in a pick. That, that's more than what his value It's more than what his value is. To be honest, but Moody, you can you know you can see what you got with Moody now. You got Cantor, and Cantor wants to be a Nick for life, and I like Cantor a lot. Cantor's very good, but he's got to take a if he wants to stay, he's got to take a hometown deal because you got all the, you got the Noah contract still. And right when I'm watching Moody travels, that's great. And the Knicks blowing this lead tonight, you know Wednesday night, this is it's hysterical. Tim Hardaway Jr. drops 32 points in the first half, and now they're losing 95-94, and they were killing the Wizards. Oh God. But, you know, you got a guy like Moutier, you got pieces, you got you to keep working with Frank, you got pieces that can be good. You're going to have another good draft pick as long as you keep losing, which as a Knicks fan, you got you, you have to just want them to lose. I, I get it. You, you don't want, oh, I don't want my team to lose. I'm not going to root for that. You have to. It's the logical thing. And like people were like, Dan, how are you going to root against the Giants this year after they got off to a bad start? Well, you know why? Because now they have the second pick. So it was worth it. The pain and suffering was worth it. They now have the second pick in the draft. And they can get a lot with that second pick if they want to trade down. That's the whole entire point of it, though. 
you have to tank. When it when you tank, you have to tank. And the Knicks don't get that. The Knicks are a franchise that does not understand the concept of tanking. It's not even tanking. It's playing the young guys so that way they can get better. And that's the problem with this team. They don't do that. They never have, and they I don't know if they ever will. It's pathetic. It truly is pathetic. I just want to know why on earth is Jared Jack getting minutes? Why on earth is he playing? Why on earth is he on the team? It makes no sense. You should be playing your young players. That's the whole concept of when you lose your best player and your, go your season's going nowhere, that you want to see what you have talent-wise on your roster. That's what Jeff Hornacek doesn't get. That's what this organization doesn't get. They don't understand the concept of tanking. They never have. And as long as I've been a Knicks fan and it's been so painful to watch, so much shit has just gone terribly wrong for this franchise. Self-inflicted and non-self-inflicted. But, good God, I mean, why is Jared Jack on the floor? He's playing right now. There's five minutes left in the game. Why? 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 Why can't... Why are Moody... Why is the lineup not Moody, eh? Frank, Hardaway Jr., Lance Thomas and Cantor, or O'Quinn and Cantor. Why? Why is it not? Why don't you see if Frank can play well late in games? He's a rookie. See what he can do. This is the time to do it. Do you want to do it when he, in two more years when he hasn't really had the experience yet because you're playing Jared Jack, who's 35 years old? It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I just, it just, it makes me so angry as a Nick fan. It makes me so angry as a sports fan to watch this old this old asshole who's on the floor right now 35 years old when they're not they're not going to win games what's the point and that's what Jeff Hornacek doesn't get and that's what makes Jeff Hornacek not a good coach stuff like this the little things also developing young talent the Knicks don't do it they just don't do it and you know I it, it's a mix of Jeff Hornacek possibly and just the whole entire staff Wait, none of these guys have gotten better, you know? Frank hasn't gotten any better the entire season. And it's really, it's pathetic. You didn't develop a Willie Hernan Gomez who was on the, on an all, on the all-rookie team as a rookie. And he just sits the bench. Five minutes for him. What are you doing? Seriously. It makes no sense. And that, that's the problem with this Knicks team. That's the problem with everything. They don't get how to tank. They're 23 and 35, you know. God, and you know, you just look at this. There's, there's 18 win teams all over the NBA, and to be honest, I don't think they're going to win more than five games the rest of the season. And that's being very generous when I say five games. Like, look at tonight. They're up big, and then they just lost. Like, they're going to lose. All right, let's be real. Four minutes left. They're down 111 to 104. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say that they lose. And Canada just turned the ball over, and they gave him the ball back. I'm going to go on a big limb that they lose this game. You know, that that's just me, you know. But, hey, it's just really, it's sad. It's very sad because this draft class coming up is a very good draft class. You have guys that are very good, and you want a good pick. You want a good pick. You want to have a chance to get one of these top guys. I mean, as a Knicks fan, wouldn't you want a Trey Young? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want one of these guys that are going to be very, very good? You know, you got point guards up the ass in this draft class. That's the thing. Big time players in this. You got Kevin Knox. 
you got guys that are just going to be very, very good. I, you know what? I think Grayson Allen's going to be very good. So if the Knicks can somehow get him in the second round, oh my God, that'd be amazing. And you know what? Knowing the Knicks, they'll be the type of team that just passes over him, doesn't pick him. And if Grayson Allen falls in the second round and the Knicks don't take him, then that's it. That's it. Mark my words. I'm done. I tried this last year to be done. I couldn't do it. I'm very much done. I am done. Mark my words. If the Grayson Allen is there in the second round and the Knicks do not take him, I am done. I don't care if they have Hardaway Jr. there. I'm done. Dunzo. That's it. No more. You got guys that are just why do the oh my god it's insane it really is if you can if the Knicks can get up to the fourth pick and get a Luka Doncic Luka Doncic I don't even know how you say that the guy's averaging eighteen and five as an eight, as a nineteen an eighteen year old in, in the best leagues it's crazy he's a six seven shooting guard oh my god I can't with this team you got Michael Porter Jr. imagine the Knicks got Michael Porter Jr. Imagine he comes back right now, plays well. Oh my God! I'm just looking at this mock draft, and I, you know, oh my God. There's just and these these guys are all gonna be good players. Wendell Carter Jr. The guy's been a beast. He's been a beast. He's been shooting threes too. It's insane. The Knicks now these mock drafts. The Knicks are picking ninth, and they had, they're taking Kevin Knox. Which I like Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox is going to be a pretty good player. So, you know what, guys? We need the Knicks to lose. You want them to lose. And there's just... I don't understand people that don't want them to lose. Oh, I want them to develop by winning. You don't develop by winning. Winning isn't going to develop any... Winning regular season games is not going to develop anything. It's not. You want them to play the minutes and play well in those minutes. And you want them to lose the game itself. You want them to play well but lose the game. And Beal just scored again on Cantor. And that's going to be about it. And Jeff takes a timeout and they're down eight. Okay, what else is new? So that that's the problem, though. And, you know, as a Knicks fan, it's really tough. Because guess what? This team should be losing more games and instead of winning these useless games. And people just don't get that. This draft class is just loaded. I'm just looking at it. It's insane. It actually really is nuts. This is going to be a very good draft class, and people just do not understand that. So what What do I, I want the Knicks to try and package maybe two of those second-round picks and jump back into the first at the end? If you're telling me that, oh, my, oh, God, this is going to be sick, huh? You're telling me they drum, they imagine they got the both Porter brothers. Imagine they got Michael Porter and Jonte Porter. Oh God, that'd be that'd be something else, huh? That would be sick. Or if you get Grayson Allen, imagine if you got Michael Porter Jr. and Grayson Allen, the heavens and the skies would open up, and I would be so happy. Cause I don't care. Everyone that thinks, oh, Grayson Allen, uh, you know, he's a little shithead, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, great. Grayson Allen's a talented player. People don't remember that he won the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest when he was a senior in high school. He's very athletic. He can shoot the shit out of the ball. He can score. He is an athletic kid. And you know what? Because he's a white boy, he gets overlooked. And that's the truth. That's the God's honest truth. He's a white boy. He gets overlooked. That's what happens. That's what happens in the NBA. And hey, you can't blame the NBA for being that way because... There's very few white guys that are really good in college that really excel in the NBA. J.J. Redick, how good he was in college. And J.J. Redick's a very good NBA player, but it took him five years or so to really get into that role. 
But now you would say that JJ's a top 50 NBA player. And he is. He's a very good, solid player. But hey, guys, good show. From my perspective, at least. Hopefully you liked it too. I just really, I wanted to say real quick that today, um, in, down in Florida, that was just, I mean, it was very, it's, it's a sad, very sad situation, obviously. You have these, you have kids just being gunned down. It's, it's the saddest thing you can honestly think of. 17 people dead. And, you know, I just really wanted to say, you know, I'm, where I'm praying for the families and everyone down in that community, and I'm sure all of you are too, it's a very, it's a troubling world we live in, and it, it really is. And, you know, something needs to be done to change the way that things are. We as a country need to really take a look at mental health and how we can help people that suffer from anything, any types of, you know, any types of diseases, any types of anything. We need to just really, as a country, focus on figuring out how to fix all these all these problems that we're having, you know. And, and it's it sucks. It really does. There's there's no other way to describe it. It's just it's so sad. You have these kids; they had their whole lives ahead of them, and they were just gunned down viciously. You know, it's just it's sad. It really is sad. And we as a country need to just examine every aspect. Whether you know what, and as big as a conservative as I am, we need to take some look at. We need to take a look at some gun control laws. We do. I'm going to be the first to say it now. Got to take a look at some of these gun control laws. Got to take a look at mental health itself. And we have to just take a look at. We have to figure out something that we can do as a country to try and prevent tragedies like this. Have armed security at schools. You know, we got to do whatever we can. So, guys, thank you. We'll talk later this week again, and thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it.